Making a Bill Cosby face right now, dog. You see what I'm saying? Oh, let's make a Bill Cosby face right there. You know what time it is, baby? It's the corner convo. Your four favorite people with four mics and four perspectives. We ready to pod today, baby. Yes, sir. Of course, we got my man AB. What up, dog? What it do, brothers? We got Mr. Williams, aka Mr. Stats. At Central, fresh off my pardon my ugly appearance. I'm here though. Shout out, shout out to PMU. <laughs> Yo, got, yes, indeed. We got, man, I got so many names for this brother, man, but today I'm just keeping <laughs> it so simple, man. You know, it's Mr. Ade Dapo. Salute, gentlemen. Yes, indeed. I just want to get you that right there. When you get them horns. <laughs> Hey, look, look, look. I've been wow. trying to shut out my boy. Tommy Skill Fingers on the beat, man. That boy's ridiculous. Facts. Beautiful beat. What up, squad? What's cracking? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. What hey, hey, out? What out? Guess what, man? Um, I got to, I got to, before we even get started, we have to give uh, condolences, prayers, salutes to our fallen king. Uh, John Lewis, civil rights leader, march with Dr. King. Uh, Kimbe, uh, I'm missing one. Who was that? C.T. Vivian as well, Reverend C.T. Vivian. Okay. And what, what were his stats? He, he marched with them the same day and died on the same day? They they uh, got arrested in the same, I mean, in most of the same uh, protests. There's pretty much, I'm going to say a third of the pictures that you see with John Lewis next to Martin Luther King in those marches to his other side is C.T. Vivian. He was just much more of a quiet kind of a leader. But yeah, they both won, uh, got the Medal of Honor, the Presidential Medal of Honor. Um, and they both put in a lot of work, man. And yeah, the fact that they died on the same day was was kind of kind of wild. Yeah, that was definitely wild. I mean, you you put us up on game, you know, because I, I really, we all heard of John Lewis, you know, for the most part. And I didn't know about C.T. Vivian, man, you know, until you let me know, put the bug in my ear. Get gratitude for that. Now, facts, man, both of them brothers did a lot, man. So much, much gratitude to them and to their families. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, without further ado, man. I um, will... Before you get into it, I wanted to recognize. <laughs> yeah. Abbasi's <laughs> uh, just show up. I mean, he got the laptop. He's ready. He's got the mic, headset. He wants to make sure that everybody gets their full feel. So, just want to recognize that before we. Well, your file is gonna be so thick, man. Your file's gonna be so thick, Dion, man. Right? Keep on. <laughs> I feel like the volume about to go up seventy meters. <laughs> Decibel level is yeah. gonna shoot. Fuck. He's definitely playing Call of Duty with his headphones. Man. <laughs> it's all love. It's all respect, man. It's all love, respect. I appreciate the growth. That's what we do here on the corner. All right, man. Now fuck the bullshit, man. Um, like I said on the corner convo earlier this week, I wasn't going to address this bullshit, and I guess we kind of have to. So, who wants to take the lead on uh, Brother West, if you will? I'll start it. I mean, I'm a really big uh, Kanye fan, and um, I think it was Abasi had mentioned it when one of our uh, listeners called us out, not in a bad way, on the first episode 
we have to start being more uh, cognizant of uh, mental health issues, especially. Facts. Um, you could you could also put it towards the man has not been the same since his mom passed away either. And that was a tough situation. I actually just got some probably not new information, but some information that I wasn't aware that uh, everybody is blaming the doctor, but there was a lot of issues going on inside the house where his, uh, his cousin had a lot to do with, um, I mean, she died of uh, suffocation because she was laying on her back. Um, I'm not trying to get fully into that, but it was just an interesting story because everybody thought she died on a table or whatever, but uh, she was at home and his cousin had a lot to do with that. That was a nurse. But anyway, um, him uh, in his situation, uh, he's going to see a lot of people that are his closest friends show up. Um, I've seen over the last two days, Dave Chappelle and Damon Dash uh, fly out to uh, visit him and, uh, you know, just check on him. And uh, Tim released a statement yesterday. Uh, he married the woman. Everybody can knock her. They were in love at some Facts. point right yep. now. So knock her all you want, but, you know, she uh, has love for him. They have four children. So um, hopefully he gets uh, back to – I hate when people say he gets the help he needed. No, just, you know, hope that that man uh, gets to the, the, the window that he wants to be in and uh, he can live his life happily. And, um, you know – The we'll, thing that always – y'all, like – I've never, I've never been 100% clear on what his condition is, right? So I hear bipolar. I hear that thrown around a lot. But I've never really heard what the confirmed condition is, right? I think bipolar he makes confirmed it. confirmed it on, um, I think it was a David Letterman, that Netflix episode. He confirmed it. Something. I, was it, but he confirmed it was bipolar disorder. Yes. And he said, it's like, he said, I have, I'm bipolar. He said, my brain is like having a sprained ankle. He, he used that. <laughs> okay. From his people, from his people, including <laughs> Kim, GLC, I'm talking about day ones, where they say Kanye says a lot of things like that where sure. it's hard to explain, but they know where he's coming from. I mean, right. I'm slow. I get what he's trying to say. His brain fucking gets a sprain. But that that's my issue. Like, I hate the fact that as a grown man, I saw somebody post that uh, he needs an, uh, an interpreter. No, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not giving, I'm not giving him passes for that the, shit. The, the, the beef that everybody's got with this last little rant is weird because it's the way he says it that makes it sound right. Right. It wasn't that far off of the truth, man. Like It wasn't. That's the part that people right. about. Which mind that clears what you were saying, which is... right. He it's, got to different ways of how he's singing it. So it's like the idea that what he said basically was that she didn't free the slaves because they didn't get to the north and all of a sudden live a super free life. They had right. jobs. They were allowed to work for Mary wages in very, you know, in, in the same conditions, just without the whip in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's Generation like of quotes. Everybody <laughs> just sees that little window. How about you do this? Take the fucking 10 more minutes to read or listen to everything he said leading into that, and maybe you'll get an idea. But everybody wanted, like, tweet, oh, look what Kanye said. Yep. They just put it in this little box 
instead of reading around how he got to that point. And that's, I'm not defending it. All I'm saying is this generation is so, all right, I'm going to slap a quote on there and that's what happened. What happened? How did the situation come to? But Abasi, before I let you get into this though, because I know you got something to go. Do, do, do you think, bro? I'm going to say this. So what he says and all of that, that's one conversation. What is absolutely fucking ridiculous and unexplainable to me is why is he fake running for president? Like you can't even, like this isn't even legal, bro. You <laughs> For you to do this, there's no actual running president, dude. Like, so that's the part that's throwing me off. Like, that's why I need his team to gather his thoughts and tell him it's a fake conference. Tell him, oh, yeah, everybody's watching, Kanye. Everybody's paying attention. And they don't show nobody this retarded shit. <laughs> you know? Yo, yo. Ron's been in the same situation, you know, where... With you know, under any... ...have some mental situation. I call him Mon C, not Don C. He's been there where he's seen, you know, mental breakdowns that you have. I'm right. sorry, Bossy, go ahead. That's all good. That's all good, man. You know, uh, not to not to correct anybody, but... Like some words we just not gonna use, right? We got we got to this once, so we are gonna leave our word out of uh, that community. So we, we want to definitely include that community, you know, because they can watch us too and laugh at us and laugh with us. But you know, both y'all y'all covered everything, every single thing, you know. But we all have our jokes, but we need to what we need to be responsible enough to do is add perspective, you know, to things. You know, when he's on his meds, people, you know, people on medication. So uh, when they're on their meds, they cool, they regular, they mainstream, so to speak. When they're off their meds, we can tell they're off their meds, but they can't. You know, they sound perfectly fine to them, to themselves. And I think that's what's going on with Kanye in this instance, you know. He, he always said he don't like doing his music when uh, he's on his meds. He don't like doing his music, and that's what we respect him for, his musical level genius, music level genius, you know, which I think is a genius musically. You guys may disagree, but I do. Uh, I he don't like... For sure. Yeah, he like doing his music without being on meds, but when he's not on his meds, this is what we get. We get you this Kanye. You just in an Abbasi uh, statement said what Kim Kardashian said last night. You just said <laughs> it in Abbasi's words. Seriously. Like, yeah. That's what he said. Have, have any of you guys thought about the fact that his album comes out today or tomorrow? There's that. But I just said that though. I think I just explained that, bro, in my, in, in my words. I think I did. He don't like doing his music on his meds. So you know, so, uh, you saying it's a, it's a uh, publicity it's a, joint. He's not, it's Kanye West, bro. Now, August Alcina, I see. No, who the fuck is he? <laughs> Who's talking about Kanye West, bro? We are, we I'm going to say this. I think that I can't completely do that, though, right? Because, because we are talking about Kanye West. So he knows that he's smart. will set the entire world's focus on him, which is exactly what happened, right? So... I can't, I can't dismiss that that's not also a part of his genius in selling records. Was it that? It was some years ago. Um, I want to say it was 50 or somebody was, was releasing their album. It was 50. was releasing his the same day, right? Right. And he did some weird whatever and sold a, a bazillion albums. All he did, all he did was uh, challenge 50. You bust 50 ass. He but did. He, he, he got that's your boy. That's when 106 and Park was still relevant. Um, and he Damn, we, we old as hell. I think that there's a part of Kanye's general demeanor that says, you remember when he did the, uh, when he was doing the Calabasas joint, but he did it at Soldier Field or Sox Park or whatever it was. Yeah. At the clip of the video where security's trying to clear it out. And he goes, yo, 
these are my people. And he does this joint. See, to me, there is a part of his personality and his persona and his identity and his own mind that he has to prove his power. And so I think the opportunities, I think if he knows he can do one, take over the entire face, <laughs> drop an album. I'm not taking, I think that's a part of the creative genius of Kanye. I don't know that it's a publicity stunt so much as it's a part of the formula for how he makes music and, pr and promotes his music. Well, look, I'm gonna tell you like this, since y'all call me Mr. 30 Minute Council Man, he's already been canceled for them last two, three albums, right? Now, truthfully, I Wait, that include that Life of Pablo too? Life of Pablo, you canceled that shit? Yeah. Man, Life of Pablo, it was, that was decent, bro. Sorry. Y'all yeah, go with that, man. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, with this bullshit that he has going on, I'm going to actually listen to the music and you, hope you late and hope that it, it it takes me back to late registration, right? Or college that. dropout. Right, like don't, get that. don't waste nah. don't waste your energy, brother. You're about to get some combination of 808 and heartbreak with some whole new Prince level shit that he probably owned that we don't know about. Like it's not it's not that's not how Kanye works. You're not gonna get and I don't know if it's this album, but I know that he's been in the lab. I hate with, to say lab. with Dre, with Dre. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, I've always been a fan of the gentleman. Do I really, am I, am I really going to get the album now because he did this? No, because I, I'm a fan of Kanye West. At What's, all right. So, so, so fuck, fuck Kanye and, and his manic episode right now, right? That brother. Really? Is, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck him. But what I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. No, no, no. He, a, does he, it. That's my guy from Chicago. I fuck with him. I was going to ask y'all, what's y'all favorite Kanye uh, album? First two. Mine's the graduation is my favorite. I'm not saying it's the best, but the, my favorite is the graduation. Third one. Actually, um, my, that's my favorite. It's not the. It might not be the best, but it's my favorite. The graduation. My fave is I can play my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's that was dope. Um. The first two are classics. It's kind of like saying, uh, what's your favorite thriller off the wall? Like, <laughs> yeah, are classics, but I'll have to say my beautiful dark twist events. That's have y'all have y'all seen his uh his Sunday services? His Sunday service, any that shit was hard. That shit was hard. Actually, Boy, I'm trying to tell everybody. A very close friend of mine. We're gonna have him on the show, man. Uh Coast. Yeah, yeah, brother, brother cosign. Oh, uh, was playing was playing Sunday service. You know, um, that's the phone with that the Calabasas crew. Right, right. So no, I thought that shit was dope. Now I definitely tuned into that, and I was uh, trying to catch any videos or what have you when he was doing that shit. I, that was dope. Shout out. To but you. see, that made me think either this man when I watched his Sunday service when it was a Credit One uh, in Chicago, Credit One Arena, I left there thinking like this: either he is the best troll on earth, or his bipolar is just something I've never heard of before. Yeah, I think he's like extremes, like left, right, like nowhere, Man. nowhere. Um, to lock down this topic, but Chris Kardashian, she uh, runs that whole world over there, man. Chris really? Kardashian is the boss. Man. I don't know. Kardashian. If you ever heard Kanye verse, it's one of my most favorite verses that he's ever had. Uh, in reference to Chris. Sometimes you gotta bag the boss up. I call that taking Corey gambles. Mm. Left that went over your head, mine. No, nah, no, nah, that was good. Uh, what's, hey, what, what's uh, up? hey, Corey, that was on Chris, Chris boyfriend. If y'all don't know, dude, 
Dude is a fucking genius. His Instagram, where he has a million followers, his title is Corey Gambles. I'm blessed. Period. Because he is. My you best Kanye. My best Kanye print, line. Bro. My best Kanye line would be uh, mayonnaise colored beans. I push miracle whips. That shit was happening too. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kende? You got a, a favorite Kanye verse? Favorite, bro. <laughs> One, I told y'all two episodes ago. I don't remember lyrics to nothing. <laughs> yeah. What about beats? The truth is right now. The truth is, the my 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 love for Kanye comes from not just his beats, but the storyline with him. Like we went to the same college, we had the same piano teacher. His mother and my father taught together. That's dope. I never, I wasn't there when he was there. But when I was studying music production at the school, his first album was coming out, Late Registration. And when it dropped, the orchestration, the fact that he included instruments from all over the world, instruments that nobody else heard, how much he layered them, how much the, the beat moved. It wasn't just the same beat. It went from here to here to this other thing. And then the fact that no beat really sounded the same on the whole album. So, so yeah, my thing is, I couldn't pick a favorite. I do have some favorite lines if I really sat down and listened to them, but... My, my appreciation for Kanye will always be in his ability to see music and put it to the speaker so that right. we hear it the way he you can, you, you can visualize just like he gave it to you, yep. Exactly. Right. You got one? Nope. All right, let me, let me get one bonus. <laughs> one. Too many Urkels on your team. That's why your well, wins are low. Yeah, that was hot. That was dope. That was, that was dope. <laughs> hey, man, the man got some one-liners, man. Let's be clear, man. The man got some one-liners. Is it him or, him or Ron Fest? Who got the more liners? He got mainly because he got <laughs> records, though. He got more records. And okay. to be fair, Che probably wrote. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Che Loki writes a lot of music for these cats, and they, you know, and he does it under the ghost act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's my man's too, man. I can't say nothing bad about Ron Fest, man. We 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 did a show with him out in New York, man. It, it was I like Ron Fest. That's when uh, uh brand new had came out, you know what I mean? That shit was hard. You know what I mean? So no, 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 no hate on no hate on Ryan Fest, man. Uh, uh, but since since we still in music, uh, I'm assuming everybody saw Battle of the Dogs. Unfortunately, I was busy. Before everybody say, "Oh, you didn't see it yet, Dion." Uh, it's gonna be tilted. Was, Mute was, yourself for thirty seconds. <laughs> CEO of the camera. Part of the uh, flag. Oh, you were on PM. Right. Yeah. Oh, he was though. Right. Oh my God, he's so fancy. He's so fancy, dog. It's cool. I ran through two hours. You know, that's cool. I had to do a movie. That's I had to set myself up to. But look, I'm gonna say this before you before we go into the particulars. I just want to hear who won flat out without explanation. Mind who you say won. Snoop. Who you say won, Bossy? I'm gonna go Snoop, but they fucked up in my book. They fucked up in my book by my rule. They fucked up. Here's the truth. Here's the truth, and I was just about to get to that, Bossy. I think Snoop should have won. I think X won because of all the extra that Snoop did following your word. Number one, Snoop did two verses almost every song, right? He did. It wasn't a part of the game, right? Two, he, 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 like, it was, it was dope to watch, but it definitely skewed the results when you were singing all X lyrics and you basically X hype man the whole time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he was high. <laughs> yeah, bro. He, he sang every other song with X. Like he was on stage he was with- paying, He was paying homage though. He was paying and, homage though. But it's the versus battle. I don't got to see it to know that. 
but it definitely shifted the actual energy to X got the joints. You know what I'm saying? Snoop definitely didn't play all of the murders. Yeah, I think that was on purpose. I don't think, I mean, Snoop did a great job as a statesman of music. I, I, I gained a whole nother level of respect for him because yep. those artists that has those issues and to be somebody with a nat international persona, you know, the, I mean, Snoop basically got the golden touch, right? So to put yourself in a situation where like, nah, I'm not gonna put myself above my brother, even though he could have done something wild that, you know what I'm saying? Anything could have happened with X, right? Swiss, I don't know if y'all saw the after show thing, but Swiss was like, bruh, you don't know how hard this was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just got a question. I know I didn't see it, but did he sing G Thing verse? They played G Thing. They played G Thing. Uh, I want to happen with none of the songs. I said, I said it from the jump. Snoop played too many songs that were not his. He played. He did. He played, he played a whole Pac verse. Played a yep. whole dog verse. He played. He definitely. Definitely, he played a um master P verse. <laughs> he played P. He played he played Pop P C murder, two Dre's. Eastsiders. Yeah, well, Eastsiders is him though. But you're yeah, right, he can't play that. You know what I'm saying? So while Dion trying to get me though, I stay consistent though. I stay consistent. Same rules. I I I rock the Snoop songs harder, but by my rules, too many songs had to get off his list. He had to give him the X. Hey, you know what though? Listening listening to the hits that they were playing, the records that they were playing. It made me realize why I'm so comfortable with the word bitch. Fam, they rocked it. They, they let that shit ride like a, like a Draco. Like, you know, like, think about it. If that was the music that we grew up on, right? Especially Snoop. We talking, what's that, 92, 93? 93. So we listen to that and then follow up. What you, what, what you bitches want from a nigga? You know what I'm saying? Every but, other but, bar was bitch, bitch, bitch. How many years later was that? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That was 17 years apart. They still yeah. saying the bitch weren't like, like, like it's going out of style. So, 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 ladies, if I ever called you a bitch back then, I didn't mean it. It was the most endearing moment of my but, life. Between 93 and 2000, if mom called you a bitch, he's sorry. Okay. Say this. Somebody, somebody said that in the comments. I forgot who it was, but somebody with one of them blue check marks said, um, um, you know, they brave for doing this in 2020. Because the type of backlash that you could get for how hard, I mean, at one point he was like, shout out all my baby mamas. <laughs> Snoop. Yeah. Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, but, and then X was like, I mean, all of them, you know what I'm saying? It's my bitch. <laughs> but then, and then X said that. X said, anytime I'm mad at my baby mama, I play Snoop. Uh, uh, bitches ain't shit, buttholes and tricks, right? Which it just feels hard to say that off your mouth right now on a camera, you know what I'm saying? So for them, celebratory fashion, man, that's brave. <laughs> the first song I played for Dylan. Hey, but look, shout out, shout out to uh, to Tim and Swiss, right? So this is the first partnership officially with Beats One and uh, and Apple Music, right? Uh, I think they did 2.3 or 2.7 million uh, streams. Uh, the beautiful part about it was it was an HD, man. I felt like it was 4K. The sound was great. Uh, Snoop was definitely sea walking and <laughs> at the same time. I was entertained like a motherfucker. I was. I was bro, like, to me, it looked like two of my favorite uncles on, like, from different perspectives. Like, Snoop is clearly uncle who liked the ladies and because them dance moves bro he looked old fam like he was 
he was old man swinging and one stepping in that. He tall and skinny, so it already looked weird. And yeah. then he's fifty, bro. He is pretty old, man. X was over there, pet. Over there, like napping. I I'll tell you, dope battle because of a music and it, like you said, my man. It definitely put me in an era of like how much of my persona during those songs is shaped by that. How much did I? What was I thinking? And how much of that was I thinking? Um, but to me, it's like watching two of my drunk uncles in there just, you know, losing their choice. <laughs> it was dope, though. I did enjoy it. I was thoroughly entertained. Also, I love how they didn't wait 10 songs to get into their shit. They came out the gate playing some oh, shit. First I thought, I thought X started slow, though, man. I don't think they started slow. I thought he started slower, man. He picked it up toward the middle and the end, though. I think Swiss picked all his songs because you can almost tell X was doing a show. X was yeah. like, what's up? Let's go. Like, I don't think, I think it was on, he, X didn't know what was, X had a specific plan. These are the songs we planned. It was probably like a show set. You know what I'm saying? Probably like something Bro, that was is, No, you're right, Kenny. This is what I also peeped. So I'm, while I'm watching this shit, I always watch from different perspectives, right? Low key, since he's gotten out of rehab, this was like an introduction to the world for Snoop, uh, for DMX to Absolutely. say, "Investors, get back in. He's good. Look at him. This, this, this was a, a show and tell or a show and prove, if you will, right?" He he failed, Dan. I didn't see that. He did all right. It don't take much. That boy, to... boy got that boy got an F minus or incomplete song. Awful. Then I mean, he he really showed. I mean, to cut you off, but he really showed the effects of. A life, a life riddled with drug use and probably some mental health issues as well. But a lot, you said all my baby mamas. I mean, they bitch, you know. But see, he'll get a pass for that from a lot of people because we love our icons from that time, and we are sympathetic to a lot of people that go through that over and over and over again. You know, uh, it's twenty twenty, like y'all said. So we, we'll see if the culture has changed to actually say, "Hey, man, you got to chill out or not." We'll see. I mean, like again, I think. He definitely, to Abbasi's point, is not up to. At one point, the man said, "At this point in the song, <laughs> he was like, this right here. I ain't taking my shirt off.' Is that him?" <laughs> Snoop goes. Snoop goes. <sighs> then he said, "Maybe if we get to eight million, then I <laughs> Snoop chess either." So this my talking about some. If we get to nine point five million, you'll get one, two dogs for the price of one, like. On a ball, and probably on medication, and Snoop was toe off. <laughs> it was enjoyable, man. I, it was who, one of the most. Who, fun. who was more lit, Jada Kiss or Snoop? Oh, oh Jada, Jada for sure. <laughs> Jada, 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 what up, man? You know what I mean, Jada, what up? Holla at your boy, nigga. It goes down. Kiss, kiss. That was the first thing Kiss said. Kiss was like Snoop on his way to Jada lit. <laughs> See, I, I, I ain't hear that. See that? Yo, the comments that the celebrities be making be half the fun of it, bro. Right. What they posted, that be half the fun, man. They be they be going in. <laughs> they they uh they set the tone though, right? Because initially, I didn't think this was a good battle. I didn't care about hearing Snoop. Why not? I just mute sonically, musically, it didn't it didn't make sense to me. You're 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 gone. Something. <laughs> <laughs> There's something extremely wrong with you if you believe. So you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me you thought, hey, let's put DMX and Snoop together? Because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me let y'all know where where DMX psyche was at. 
The nigga said, I'm only battling Jake, period. Now you can say, you can call him crazy, high, whatever. This is a long career of him and Jay battling. He still feels that he's in Jay's circumference, right? For sure, without a fucking doubt. What okay. that told me was, no, 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 no. What that told me was, A, Jay ain't coming outside for DMX, and D, you need to pick somebody else. Not coming out, period, bro. Jay-Z will never be a part of this. Nope. I agree. Chance. But when you say sonically, sir, you are telling me that Dr. Dre, Swiss, <laughs> bro, that's, they defined entire eras of Sonics, man. Like, what could you possibly be saying when you say sonically it wasn't all good? You don't know what that word means, no, right? No, no, actually, I know what you're saying, bro. I think I know what you're saying. Snoop, a lot of Snoop hits is more, it's more, like, it's like a, a rhythm, a vibe. A lot of DMX beats, bro, they were that, that, that grimy, you know, boom, 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 you know, versus a, oh, do, 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 you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Okay. Whatever. But I'm with you, though. Fuck what you talking about, fam. That's going to be a good battle anyway. Can now. All right. Next. I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I never thought that was going to be a good battle, but I said all that to say this probably, probably was the best one. And they, they yeah. definitely set the song. They definitely yeah, I could care less. Hey, man. <laughs> Next, man. <laughs> him, him mad because he was on uh, PMU. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Super funny when you sent that in the group text. I was about to respond like, <laughs> oh, "The verse is about." But I was like, what? I'm gonna just pretend like I ain't see it, so I ain't got to fake not watch it. And I'm gonna <laughs> versus battle. <laughs> well, look, uh, since Dion uh, is feeling left out, okay, he needs a friend. So we left the court and took the ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna throw that you, big fella. Uh, so the the scrimmages happened yesterday, right? I don't NBA. And when I tell you that was probably the worst exhibition of basketball I've seen in 20 years, uh, I would much rather watch my daughter's eighth grade team play. When How long played. did it take you to write that joke? I know you. It was, it was like it was a fact. <laughs> just flat, just like. <laughs> ready to throw it out. I try. I try. Yeah, your ass in a penalty box. 30 That's seconds, sick. buddy. 30 seconds. Oh, trash. Go um, ahead, get the shit off again. I was at a movie last night, so I didn't have time to see it. I did see all of the necessary footage that I had to. Um, Abasi said it great earlier. Um, it was bad. Uh, it was just something <laughs> that um, they're putting it. This world right now is just everything that you see is just not normal. You know, I feel like, again, I'm in the fresh air syndrome video and that's how everything is going. <laughs> it's bad. I feel like I'm in a, I didn't like, see in a gangway with a hat on like this, looking out, you know, funny looking <laughs> light skin dude, about five, six in the gangway watching the NBA play and uh, hopefully that it, it, it revs up because yes, we do know that they were scrimmages. So I'm sure everybody wasn't, you know, doing their best, but fans matter, bro. That's all I got to say. Fans matter. The NFL announced yesterday that if you do go to a game, regardless, 
You have to wear a mask for three straight hours outside. I mean, the, the world is new until this damn vaccine comes. And they canceled. Didn't they cancel all the uh, exhibition games? Uh, like canceled all the season for NFL is canceled. Yeah, I didn't see none of the basketball, so I'm I'm out on this one. You know how many injuries for the happen? You can't no preseason know NFL. Yeah, preseason is very important. It's important. There can be so many hurt stars in the NFL. It's gonna be unreal, man. But that they basketball draft picks. None of them are gonna get yeah. any nothing. Any run? No burn? No nothing, man. That's crazy. Uh, that NBA. I was actually mad at Amon for asking. So actually watching that shit and say, hey, man, check this out, you know. No, yeah. fam. I want, to can- I want to cancel my NBA TV. I have to watch that bullshit. Yeah. That shit on my goddamn bill, you know. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least until the big boys' uh, pause start to play. That, that'd be it, man. But we don't want to see that. That's why I said, and I think, I don't know if anybody agreed. Maybe, yeah, we did, though. Uh, fuck a play-in. A play-in, it should be no play-in. If you weren't good enough for all this, you know, uh, for the playoff, for the restart, you shouldn't be down there. You got people you can walk down the street, pick, pick people up the street out of stable lot to go play on the, on the court down there, dude. I'm going to see that stuff, man. I'm cool on that. That's, that's like Lane Tech Open Gym. We're killing people. Get out of here. That's like Lambert's Gord, dog. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you Easy knew it was work, coming. Man. Easy work. Easy work. Uh, so, I'm watching <laughs> Where, like, all these two-way players, you guys, you, you didn't make the squad earlier. You're not going to make it this time around, okay? They're just letting their stars rest up. And, and you, you out here risking your life for, for what? I, what? I, mean, I, just, I don't get it. Like I said, there's also the fact that a lot of these cats are donating a heavy portion of their money to something. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everybody, I don't, I don't know if I see it as a greedy move. Now, I do think that the NBA as a company, like we forget, man, we thinking of this as fans of athletes and former athletes, et cetera. This is a company. They are employees of a company. So the standing of the company is in dire straits. And so not having a product is, is troubling for the overall company. So I do think that there's some pressure for, for them as employees of a company to perform. And I also think, I mean, straight up, you can't lie to me and say that you're enjoying the hell out of this quarantine life at home. Like, it's boring 85% of the week. So there's also the fact that, like, man, just having something to do, especially when that was your life. Like, if life was getting out here, ripping up and down this court and dunking on cats, you know what I'm saying, and playing in that game, and now that's taken from you. Yeah, man, you sitting at the crib, it's it's a it's an unsettling uh, disposition. You know what I mean? But... Also, just don't take away from the fact that a lot of these cats are going to be using this platform to really donate, take some of this money, put in some programs. Um, the social justice piece with the jerseys, that's a thing. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's like the most effective thing, but it is a thing. So um, it keeps stuff in the conversation. It keeps things right up in front of people's faces, right? So um, I didn't see it. I don't have NBA League Pass. I'm not paying for NBA League Pass. <laughs> <laughs> When they said the the, the open computer played, uh, quite honestly, let's go nuggets, do, 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 do. and the shit got quiet when nobody, like, come on, man. They said let's go nuggets. The coach over the over the PA system. They pump. They pump a sound. Yeah. <laughs> they pump a sound in. Elsa, <laughs> bruh, bruh, it was bad, bruh, <laughs> bad. And then now, now here's my thing too, right? 
every now Bleacher Report said three hundred, all three hundred sixty-two players, none of them have COVID or whatever, right? I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. So why in the hell are y'all spacing staff? You know the way they sitting. Everybody look like they're in the goddamn penalty box. This shit is bullshit, <laughs> man. That's how you. That's a part of not getting it is keeping distance when you don't have to be right up on a person. But no one has it, so who cares? Uh, you could be. There's that whole thing about being a um. What is it? Asymptomatic. But not not having it and being asymptomatic is different though. It's, yeah. it's different. Symptomatic guys, not seminatic. Whatever the fuck you say. Seminatic. <laughs> I didn't. Who said, nobody said that. I um, and then another thing that they they missed <laughs> coming into that tunnel at the end of the game, and the young lady standing there, smiling and waiting for them. Um, that's a lot of uh, missed opportunity uh, for them. Uh, let's be also realistic that when these teams uh, aren't getting the twenty plus thousand fans money, that's a lot of money. Where even if you average it out to a hundred dollars a ticket, we're talking about millions of dollars per game that they're missing out on because of this outbreak. So uh, everybody has to – and then the NFL just goes quadruple that because their stadiums are 80,000-plus. So to sit here and believe that, oh, we're just coming out for the love of the game, crazy as hell. They need these fans in the seats. Trump needs everybody back working so he don't got to give them money because they're already asking because it just ended. Uh, we still in a pandemic, bro. I need that extra 600. Everybody has to look at the broader spectrum, not just, oh, we're, we're getting back to normal. No, we're not. We're actually worse than when we started. Let me so, ask you, yeah, have the players been getting unemployment or you don't know? The players have gotten reduced pay. Okay. But like people like LeBron, he's getting, it's LeBron, it's a few that have something in there. LeBron, uh, KD, and somebody yeah, else. They're getting their full amounts. Now, the, the reason that um, some people don't understand, the people like um, – you could throw out a name. There's a guys on the Bulls like um, – But he dropped 15 in like five minutes, but he's on like the, the Bulls G League team. Those dudes need their money, man. Those you know? Yeah, facts. Like everybody act like, oh, he's an NBA player, this or that. Man, there's some people that are making – twenty five. Uh, Three hundred thousand. Check the check. Yep. Yeah, check the check. Taxed. You know what I'm saying? Or if they were on like a a cross things called yeah two way contract where they're in both. Some of them only making five figures, man. So yep. it's like a real gig. So only thing I could I could see that would that would improve the, I guess the entertainment value of it all is I don't know if y'all saw that, but they had a soccer league a month back that put like LED walls around the perimeter <laughs> joint straight up. And <laughs> people were able to like go into like a Zoom link and they watched the game. And like the players, when, when they scored a goal or whatever, they would run along the wall and they would actually see the people's faces going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Wilding out. I think that from a player standpoint, once you know people are watching and you can engage, I think that's what raises that level of play sometimes. I still went as far last night to put cardboard cutouts in their seats. That's that's weird. That's yeah. Why they're white socks? They're terrible. They beat they beat they beat the Cubs right the other day in exhibition. An exhibition game, Bucko. Exhibition. It's okay. It's okay. I know you hurt. I know you hurt. We here for you. Half your team are former Cubs. 
Go to the no next. Uh, we are here for you, Dion. We're here for you, bro. It's the corner. We're on the corner for you, brother. Don't worry. You know what? Let me, let, let's do this. I want to, I want to shift real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shift real quick. So some interesting came up on the corner, right? And it said, women only give the men some relationship advice. Did any of you guys even take a look at this? All that this morning. Didn't that just happen today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. Yesterday. Yesterday. Read none of that. Yeah. I did. You, you probably should. Yeah. You guys are curators. You probably fucking should. Uh, just so you know, this isn't a one show go. We can actually look into that once we all could see it, not just you. Well, well, you know, well, well, well you know what? You know what? Uh, stats, you can actually go on your phone. And go no, uh, we had another topic to get to, so oh, I. No, okay, all right, all right. Okay. It, it, it was interesting, though. It was pretty yeah, interesting, was. though, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that oh, when all of us can see it. That's why you're my CF. Bully, 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 mother <laughs> bully. I'm hey, telling man, you, you're a bully. Straightforwardness <laughs> is not bullying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Those right, so, are not bullies. So, so, so go, go ahead and get into your topic, Dion. This, this was actually a good one. Oh yeah. Um, because, I mean, at one point, of, of all of us have been a part of a club scene, whether it's McKende running one like me, uh, Mon being my sidekick, Asi <laughs> <laughs> showing up during his shift to say hi. Um, but Thanks. you guys have noticed it. Um, and a lot of people aren't talking about it freely, but... At one point, I would say about five to seven years ago, you had options probably four to five times a week to find either a bar, club, or some type of uh, establishment where not just black, but just a more um, hip hop type feel where you can go in and, you know, listen to music. Say, say black. Say black, man. Just say black. I don't say black because it's a lot of Hispanics. It's It's... It's, it's all-encompassing. Stop saying it. <laughs> that, changes, that changes the conversation. You can talk about hip-hop. Yeah, I am. He, he, he is. He looked like it. Thank you. You see my hair? <laughs> what I was saying, it, it just seems like there has been a... Uh, uh, the term blackball has been coming up a lot where they're just shutting down uh, establishments that we like to um patronize and i was just wondering what you guys thought about that mckende has one uh still in our you know uh, area that we go to but a lot of them used to be in the wicker park area which if you look now from back then it's a totally different place yep. um, and and the downtown area certain areas of downtown. downtown had some spots whether it was entourage or any of the teddy gilmore spots um i didn't really uh go to those because those were some you know, suit high shits. The ice bar, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Thoughts yeah. on that. There's two, there's two angles on that. One is um, that hip-hop has always been, you know, when you go to Rush Street, <clears throat> um, like when I first started DJing, I actually got a gig with Cool Lant. Uh, he, he brought me along for a gig at an Italian restaurant right around the corner. I forget the name of it. And I never... Italiano, I believe. I guess. I don't know. I just, I had never DJed for white people before, right? Yeah. I was like, no idea what to play, right? So um, I'm just kind of in my regular bag. I'm definitely not getting any real value from the audience. Like they're not even, you know, they're not rocking with me. So Coolant takes over. He starts playing like super top 40 stuff. So I'm like, okay, they really like all the basics. But so we go back the next week and 
before I even finished setting up, the manager came over and was like, you know, we don't want to hear a lot of hip hop. And he took four different ways to say it. And I knew what he was saying and he didn't want to say it directly. So it was like, but that was the gist is like, you know, stay away from hip hop as much as you can. Right now, my thing at that time is like, yo, I'm the DJ. You're paying me to be here. Your crowd. Fine. Whatever, bro. Makes it easier for me. Right. Um, but yeah, you find that that's always been a way to control the crowd. Right. Yep. On Mac DJ in your spot. Um, that means that's the style of music he's going to play. You know, the style crowd he's going to, who's going to come and see him. So they always have done that. The second angle on this though, is this man, this pandemic thing exposed a lot of the internal racial bias that hadn't been seen before. So when you think about the Paris clubs, right, and all these downtown spots that'll do a Friday night, Saturday night, and they charge $50 at the dough, and the dress code is ridiculous, and the bottle service is a thousand for, you know, four people type of vibe. When you go in that club, when you're actually in there, it's, it's majority white folks. Right now, they playing hip hop, but the crowd is majority white folks in there. Man, nigga, over every lyric too. Let's be clear. So when when black promoters, and there's been a lot of conversation with black promoters about this recently, when black promoters um, would show up with, hey, we would like to do an event here. Um, generally, they would come up with a lot more stipulations or. Oh, you know it. Need that? I need this, right? And many promoters still rose to that occasion. Right. Um, I think at the end of the day, all of this is a shift in the direction that should have been going on as soon as the, the turn of the century came, as soon as year 2000 came, which is brothers need to own their own joints, man. I mean, major shout out to them brothers at Persona because they were all independent promoters and they started promoting parties together. And then they started saying, well, why don't we just invest in this together? And now it's they and they can move how they want to move. You know, Sean dies. I'm going to give him his props from Renaissance and Tantrum. He closed Tantrum not because they, that he wanted to so much as he had been the, 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 the property manager of that building was giving him smoke for years. You know what I'm saying? Like the neighbors and all that, that, that they, were, they were finding things to complain about over and over and over again. So it got to the point where, what's the use? I'd rather just close it now and be done with it and start up another joint. You know what I mean? So, but I will say, I've, I've heard a lot of conversations from DJs, promoters, uh, business owners, and you're going to see over the next six to eight months, which I know for sure, two or three more black owned clubs open up that run and owned and operated by, you know, um, promoters or business folks in the community. So, I mean, I, it's a lot to that, man. I ain't going to lie, but it ain't nothing new. That's a, that's a good thing to hear about that that's a possibility because you know, back in the day, uh, clubs, I used to be at a point where I would just go in and network with the owners. Um, I don't know why they talked to me. I just, I don't know if I lucked up. I was blessed with a great way of networking, but um, the 720 club, so to speak, they never I remember saw that joint. a black person. All right. And they, and they did literally... exactly what you said, Ken. They, they raised the stakes on us. Tried to give us this outrageous ass uh, bar guarantee, and they want to grid up front. Don't worry about it, we got it. And, and we still got it, I literally called there and I spoke to a young lady, I forget her name, but she listened to me. And from there, I was, we, we did a party on Christmas Eve, probably one of the first parties. We were probably the first promoters that did a party on Christmas Eve. And um, 
Successful. You know, I was helping out. Very successful. I was helping out. Uh, Shout out to Fashion Geek. Zoe, what yeah. up? Yeah. I was helping out people. Hot, what up? Couldn't do it. We were doing videos there, whatever. And then um, what I would hear in the uh, inner circles of the owners was uh, once they went hip hop, they were having some issues, right? And that was a, that was a strong, uh, fucked up situation to me um, because we spend money just like everybody else. And I just don't think that uh, people understood that. I just, you know. Say this too. We still got to talk about the errors, right? Because even when we when we opened up around the corner over here in Hyde Park, that was one of the initial conversations that I had with them. Is listen, we didn't do club business at first. The owners didn't want any part of it, flat out. They didn't want no parts of it. They was like, we're a, we're a restaurant, right? But you so but you need and an empty spot in the market, and there's no place on the south side. Renaissance wasn't even open yet. So there's no place on the south side for you to do. You got to go way out to Harvey and all that, right? Who's so, going out there? So we started meeting with specific promoters, right? And for, in fact, we didn't even work with promoters initially. It was, we, we, we hired Joe College to do a night, Quest On to do a night. Like we curated our space. Now, what be, once we got further and further into the club game, because you got to be real, those sales pay the bills. You dig? Like them bar rings pay the bills. So... The, the, the ability for us to be flexible was important so that we are not cutting ourselves out of the market, right? And so that you're not stale. Same party every Friday night by the same promoter, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tire out. And then, you know, two months in, nobody wants to come no more. Well, let, so, me, let me not... One thing, Mon, the thing yeah. is, it does matter though, because when the first party we did with the young, young crowd and they were playing the super turn up, and the DJ let 12 people on stage and they jumping up and down and jumping off the stage and they outside and they con. The crowd, how the crowd responds to your place, despite what kind of music you playing, is going to be the number one factor because them neighbors, if they complain, you cancel. If the police got to be at your spot all the time, when that license comes back up, you cancel. So you do have to know how to curate your space and how to do those things. I mean, we started moving the young people parties to the daytime because it wouldn't be as turnt and it wouldn't turn into a whole issue at night, you know? Um, but yeah, you got to have a lot of protocols, period. And the type of music can affect that. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that when you play Chief Keef all night, it's not a different vibe than when you play The Roots in Common and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a very different uh, right. I was just going to ask, like, uh, and if this question is for a boss. Uh, when you have black clubs versus <laughs> white clubs, did they brief you and say, hey, uh, need you uh, over at Divine a little bit more rather than uh, down the street at, you know. The tavern. Club Take right next door. Right Club next door, White. though. Club Shea Whitey. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Estelle's. <laughs> Estelle's. That's so trashy, you know. Uh. Nick's beer guard, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we'll start here. Chicago's number 15 on the list of most racist cities in America. Racist or segregated? Racist. How do you racist? Mean? I don't know. I'm not gonna question it. I kept looking it up, looking it up. It's there, and I believe it. I think it should be higher. Personally. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it should be higher. Personally, you know, but uh, true story. We had a captain 
I'll say his name. Fuck him. Mark Buslick. Fuck him. Okay. Fuck dude. Uh, this is what you get in- on the corner, baby. <laughs> while he was in charge, he made sure he kept cars around the Dolphin when it was hip hop night. They stayed rolling through the vine. Do they anywhere the black the the black pages would frequent? Even with the Tiny Martini night, they would go down there. They would just just shuffle them, shoo them along, sit there, harass them, and then he would send the uh, caps unit to check these licenses every day, every day. Even when they're not open, they call in Carrie from the prop house. Oh, they stayed in front of the prop house and crushed. Oh, they they they, they murdered Carrie. They murdered him for for real, for real. You know, but uh. Then the word would get back to the city inspectors. The city inspectors would come out and check them every weekend. Who wants that? Now you have to do ridiculous things like you guys were saying to get to keep your bar open. Nobody wants to deal with that. And on top of that, now this this is the part that bothered me, and I never did it. Everybody leaving any bar possibly had a drink. But why are you sitting two or three cars deep in front of the urban spots? You know, uh, that's just blatant. That's obvious. So yes, that's that's how it happened. I believe that played a part in the decline of uh, places for us to kick it. Like we Duke, just became. Go ahead. Like Deuce and Teddy, they got this organization. I forgot the what the initials are, but they just did a protest maybe two weeks ago, and they said that exact same thing. That like different commanders and different captains were were operating with different clubs differently. And Teddy Gilmore said the same, especially when he was down at, uh, I mean, when he was down at um, the last spot he had on Jackson over there by UIC. What was it called? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Park Tavern? Park Tavern? Uh, that's not it. It was another name for it. But anyway, um, the thing is, he, they came at him about a license for having a live DJ in the spot. They said, well, you don't, you're not a, you don't have, your PPA doesn't include that or whatever the case it is. So he had to like, he, he literally had to like try and put his live DJ like in closets. <laughs> but y'all think about this though. Think about this. How? Go ahead, my fault. And he knew the police were going to show up. He knew the minute he opened the doors, somebody was coming to check. And if he didn't have stuff laid out, um, yeah, he was going to get that citation. And I, I mean, I think, I think there's a long history to it for sure. This just shows us, my, this is, my fault, mom, bro. This just shows us, me, personally, black folks resolve. Because we were forced to change how we kick it, and we did. We started going to cigar bars with BYLB. We started having day parties more frequently, which I still disagree with the term day party. I think it's stupid. It's just a party, whether it's a day or night, okay? <laughs> uh, freaking party. We start having all white parties, boat parties, all black parties. We start having, and the young folks don't even go to the club. They have kickbacks, and they kick it online. They can't stop us, dog, period. Yeah. It's going to get away. But for the business minds and those that are in, in the industry, in the game, like you guys, man, you know, kudos. Way to stay with it. Um, yeah, man. Dion, you know, this this topic could go on on because I got a lot of shit to say, man. And you know, He's not, he not going to let you talk? What you mean? Yeah, this, this is a good one. This is a good one. Let me, <laughs> let me just throw this out here. There's a spot downtown, I believe it's on Ohio or Ontario. One of those is called Crescendo. Uh, one year, we were going out there. It was my sister-in-law's birthday. Booked the, booked the event, booked the tables. We, that, all this is done over the phone. We get to the door. No entry. Man, no, we, we on the list. This is my reservation. This is what time. No entry. Now, he's steady letting white in. Dress, however. 
Either they white or they weren't, bro. <laughs> the, Shea, the Shea Whiteys, right? Like, come on, man. Get your, your, your yeah, yeah. Dude, dude wasn't going, right? But I say this, say this. He didn't stop anything. What I did was I called I call a connect, went right around the corner, you know what I mean? Took care of us, tables, bottles, the whole nine, and his love. So the problem, the problem is, well, not even the problem. We don't have to shop with them, right? We don't have to shop with them, right? My only concern is, do we know how to always run a business? as a community, right? It's the, it goes with that conversation uh, about athletes, right? You get your first contract, you know, you sign that big, the big figures. And the first thing you do is go get the 16 homies from the hood and y'all go party on a boat and then uh -huh. knock somebody out or one of them does something that is directly associated with you. And now you have to weigh that, you know, you have to bear that weight. So yes, man, you do have to have I mean, I can tell you now, and I'm, I'm sure who sees this, probably for the first two years at Promontory, especially on the party side, promoters hated me, hated me, bro. I didn't, cause I didn't, I didn't deal with that. You ain't adding no names to the list on the day of, you're not pulling nobody out of line. Yep. Oh, and the thing is- No nigga shit. But, but here's the thing though, right? Number one, the, uh, the crowd was super used to that. And so were the promoters and I learned, and this is true, I, I didn't know as much about it at the time. I learned that that is that high value clientele that you really, that is coming there to buy the bottles, right? So we had to put in a system then to accommodate that. Cause I'm not gonna tell you, you can't have your, your number one party supporter who comes and spends a thousand with you every time you throw a party, plus brings ladies, plus helps you hit your bar guarantee, you feel me? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you, you can't have that clientele, right? And I understand that they are paying at a higher value. So there should be a higher value of service. But my thing was, if I'm standing out there and I see you standing at the door, I used to tell my promoters straight up, like you can't stand at the front at all. Like you, you have to be in the party. Smart move. I'm gonna spend all day trying to manage the people that are pissed that's, that's watching us walk these other people up the line. Now, even though everybody's used to that as a part of the party culture, you still have to do it in a way that's respectful and shows to everybody like, this ain't just some fugazi. I'm not charging you 50 and then letting in these dudes, you know what I'm saying? But that was a constant, constant fight, bro. I mean, I, man, I'm not gonna name no names, but you, it's just about all of them. Every last promoter tried to find a way around my system. And every time I just, <laughs> what the way around was, I developed another system to curb that. And it got to the point where most promoters got to the point where they appreciated it because they were like, you know what? I'm actually chilling in my own party. I'm enjoying myself. I don't have to spend all day answering my phone text because I could just blame it on McKinday. McKinday's not, <laughs> McKinday's not going, y'all. Y'all see this every week, every time we do this. Y'all know how McKinday is, which I was okay with. I'm okay with taking that heat because at the same time, I'm trying to keep this place safe. If I let up 12 dudes off, off the side and then you like, they good, they good, they good. Hey, wait, they getting searched. They checking their coats. Like, no, nah, they good. No, they not. They checking their coats, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how you know them. This is not about you. This is about everybody in this joint. And you're not shutting down. My, my number one line was, I'm not letting you shut down my business for the rest of my career for your one party. And if that's a deal breaker, that's a deal breaker. And I'm okay with that. Man, I'm not going to this with Talk your shit. Talk your shit. So yeah, I'm pretty sure some of them pretty 
if they heard this, they'd be like, man, I couldn't stand this. <laughs> and I mean, it wasn't my lane at the end of the day. Anyway, I was, I had to absorb the club thing. Concerts was my game. So when we hired my bro, Matt, he had much more of a savvy about that as a promoter. He definitely had a better understanding of those things. So that was more in his lane. I think he was able to handle those things well, but um, yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta have business acumen. You gotta be able to have tough conversations and some of your best friends are going to become not so best, you know, not going to name any names, but a very close friend of mine, you know, was subject to a partial ban from the club for an entire season. Yeah. We're not <laughs> names. No names. Yeah, no, no, no drastics now here. No drastics now here. None of that. You know, you know, you know <laughs> really if you name the name. <laughs> Look at Mr. Snitch. Damn. Damn. Never snitch, man. Nigga put a little pressure on him, man. He run tell that. Mr. Run tell that. Know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, look, fellas. Uh, y'all got anything else y'all want to get off? Because we can go all day on this one, man. Uh, uh-huh. I just want to be, I'm grateful that uh, that uh, Megan and Stallion's all right. I can't wait for the next twerking video. She was uh-huh. shot in the foot, not the ass. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. The twerk community is, is uh, praying for her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm with you in those That's prayers. It. I'm with you All right. <laughs> I, I didn't want to touch the chat. But, yeah, man. Yeah, man. What? You know, she'll, she'll be back up on her good foot real soon. When real she got soon. shot, I was shocked. I'm like, no. They said it was a foot. I was like, cool. Whew, she'll be all right. Wait did, for the next video. Did y'all hear that Tori said that she had a blade out and was about to cut him, which is why. <laughs> <laughs> or was that just a was that just a meme from the uh <laughs> I don't know, bro. I wasn't there, man. You know, but it was definitely all the nice shit going on. It's a couple stories, man. They say she was whooping his ass, she had a knife on him. I'm like, dog, Tori, you losing, fam. I mean, Tori, go back, goofy. To, goofy, go man. back and make a chicks tapes. Make some more chicks tapes because you win at that. He like five three, man. Make the stallion look like she a good five ten, thick as fuck, you know. And and a whoop him, be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. And she she handle him. Yeah, because I, I don't know who pulls a pistol out on a woman. Like, that, that's just weird. Uh, Quick and Tori. <laughs> <laughs> what's Tori got there? That's it. That's yeah, all right. Uh, real quick, Dion, um, how was your experience yesterday? Was everything good? He thought he was going to slide. He, he thought he was going to slide, didn't he? Okay, yeah. that's cool. I, I don't think that's a required topic of discussion whatsoever. I okay, all right. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> I just wanted to know. Thanks for getting me. Oh, you are <laughs> personally. So hang up the call and hit that boy on the line. Like that is oh, not. This, this, this is for the people. You're man. not gonna do that. You're not this gonna. Put, the, you know. This is I, I thought. to do for the maybe, people. Maybe the corner might want to know why one of the anchors was not on the corner and was part of somebody else's ugly. That, that's, that's, that's what uh, I'm thinking. I've known Lance for over 20 years, and I was helping a friend out. Yeah. So hey. Like I'm not you hating the, Lance at all. Blackfish, there you go. Yeah. You guys aren't gonna. You you got. You're not gonna do it. Okay. Have some class. <laughs> this and, was uh, a great episode, fellas. I'm gonna. <laughs> go <ahead>. Losers. Uh, <laughs> Classless. No, man. Hey, no, no, real talk. Shout out, shout out to my boy Lance and uh, the whole part in my ugly community. It's all love, man. It's the corner combo. We appreciate you. Oh shit! I forgot. Huge shout out to uh, Ireland, Spain, Paraguay, uh, Portugal, uh, Atlanta, Houston, 
We see you. We see you. Uh, hey, man, uh, I need some of that Spanish and Portugal food uh, for y'all that's listening. <laughs> um, I'll be happy to, you could just freeze dry it and send it over. Um, arroz con frijoles, whatever uh, carne you have, I will take it. <laughs> say whatever. <laughs> Look, we, we super appreciate you. Again, everybody on the corner, Convo Facebook page, we're watching. We love it. We love the energy. Keep it up. Uh, I guess next week we'll get into some some good topics off of there. So y'all y'all keep bringing that same energy. We gonna keep doing what we do. Um, this these are your guys, man. Trust your guys. Trust the four mics. All right. Holla. One That's time. it, brothers. Be easy. Till the next episode, brothers. <laughs>